Ladies and gentlemen, it is a, well, it is almost a momentous day. It is a, a, an opening band of a momentous day. Um, the, uh, you know, we live in Minnesota here and, uh, it's, it's always been just baffling to me. Like, yes, we are, we are a glorious, glorious blue state. Uh, we are, as I like to say, the shining sapphire in the, the turban of the north <laughs> or whatever. I always like to think about the the Sultan from Aladdin had the really cool blue. Like, mm -hmm. that's us. If he was a map, that would be where we are. <laughs> there, right in the middle. And if he had a red turban, that would, you know, yeah, that would be perfect. But it, it wasn't. But it it doesn't matter. Just saying things like that make me sound more historically important than I really am. It's like, ah, Minnesota, the, the shining sapphire of the north. Like, we're in Game of Thrones. I don't know. You know, life's boring. You gotta make it fun by playing pretend. Um... But, very strange that, uh, you know, we're so late to the legalized recreational marijuana game. Like, it's, it's, it's almost odd that places like Michigan... I mean, Michigan makes sense, because I always think of Michigan as Minnesota's burnout older brother. Like, it's like, we went to college, see that. you know, but he just got, like, a jean jacket and a van. And, like, you know, he's a few years older. He was, like, the first kid... And, uh, you know, it's like he has a gun, and I don't think he's got a permit for it. And, like, he has aviator sunglasses, and, like, the first time we ever smoked out of a bong or drank, like, a Colt 45 was literally because of him. Um, you know, yeah, in Michigan, you know, it has Detroit in it, and it's, you know, it's a city that was once this, like, great, crazy thing, and it's, you know. I will admit, Michigan's like our burnout older brother, but we're all in our 40s. You know, where Minnesota is like, oh, yeah, no, we, we lost some industries or whatever. But, like, there's so much, like, tech and all these retail places that almost disappeared kind of, like, came back with a vengeance. Like, all of our Best Buy and Target and 3M and Medtronic headquarters. It's like, yeah, but, you know, we kind of, like, we were the golden child. And we kind of, we had a real chance to fuck it up. But then we kind of became the state that still sort of has our shit together. Whereas Michigan's been, like, through a couple of divorces and whatever. But we still, we still love him. And... He, you know, legalized recreational weed before we did. And it's like, we're leaving a little bit of a red state, you know? We spent too much time on YouTube listening to Alex Jones. Like, he got a little bit indoctrinated, but he's still like, you know what? It's good for the people. No reason cannabis should be illegal. And, uh, yeah. In Illinois, it has Chicago, but still a little weird that they beat us. Like, really honestly, like, it should have been like California and Denver, and then Minnesota should have been like, well, us... Two, we're the representative from the Midwest. It's like, hey, this isn't a fucking complete dump of a sad Alabama it's failed state. It's never ever been that way. Uh, Minnesota's always last. One of the I last know. things to do anything. Uh, so, well, what's the news? Well, the news is, I don't know, I wanted to vamp a little bit. No, the news is, is that, uh, so... We're, make, we're making weed legal here, and it's gotten, at this point, further than it's ever gotten. It's gotten through the House at this point. I think the votes are there in the Senate, and uh, uh, Governor Tim Waltz, who is um, you know, a beloved governor, I would say. I mean, I like him. I voted for him, and I, I'm impressed with the way that he actually, like, like, that dude knows how to, if I may have a moment, to how to wear, like, a flannel shirt tucked into his jeans and his commercials so like all the fucking rural people kind of see him as like a cool like you know like like grandpa that knows better or whatever like he, he really knows how the to rural people fucking hate him some do no oh, i know i know all the signs I driving out and around I, yeah but that shit was very disingenuous i think largely there is a he, bar. He crosses the bridge better than a lot there of people. There is a bar in Maple Grove that literally has a picture of Waltz hanging up and be like, "This do not serve this man. This man is not welcome in this establishment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, he's not your political party. Like, that's terrible. But I, all right, and it's fair. I'm just saying, generally speaking, his ability to reach across the aisle, at least optics-wise, is pretty impressive. Like, there's people, like, like, let's say Tim Waltz became a bit of a Bernie Sanders. Like, Paul Wellstone definitely would have been had he survived into the modern era or whatever. Like, he would have been one of those, like, oh, he's 
like people outside of the state know him. Actually, they did. That's why his plane magically crashed a little bit after fucking September 11th. We ended up with plenty. It was like our fucking awful Republican governor we had for a little while barely beat a dead guy that his party probably killed. That's right, because they only had Walter Mondale, and Walter Mondale's like half in the grave then. I mean, Yeah, I they just picked it's... anybody. It's like, and Walter Mondale, it's like if you're wondering how old and out of touch that guy would have been, I've literally heard actual interviews of Hunter Thompson uttering his name with, mm-hmm. oh, fucking Walter Mondale's a problem. Like, just. That's well, because, like, out of all the presidential elections, he. Received the least amount of votes. Yeah, it's a terrible. I forget who he lost to because I'm not really great with history, but um, no, it's, I don't. I don't remember either. But the, but the he thing lost is, is, by a huge margin. Uh, he didn't. He lost by actually a pretty narrow margin. Well, uh, president, president, huge margin. I'm yeah, so I'm, sorry. Yeah. When he replaced Wellstone, he lost by a narrow margin. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing where, like I always said, like our one like mean spirited. Republican governor lost barely to a basically a dead guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if you wonder, like, you know, how things are here. And, you know, we had Mark Dayton for a while and whatever, but like, I, there, there's a video out there of, um, Tim Waltz when he, when he signs the thing that, like, for free school lunches for kids, the thing where at the very same legislative week or whatever, like, a bunch of those weird southern states were, like, rolling back child labor laws from the Victorian era. <laughs> and, uh, also, there's like in North Dakota or somewhere like that. Sorry, one of the Dakotas. I don't care. Um, they were like, uh, "No, we're not doing this." And then they gave themselves in that same session a, um, a larger food stipend for themselves at work or whatever like that. Like, Ooh. just to give the finger to the people who who need help the most. But there's video of Walt signing the thing, and he used to be he was like a teacher and he was like a superintendent. Yeah. Like he has this pedigree of kind of being. And like his main focus is education. Yeah, and he he which should be everybody's because it's like how do you make the the even the near term future at our old age when you realize time really flies a little better education honestly it's like if you don't have wave after wave of dumb idiots that just do TikTok challenges that teach you to steal a car and crash it for like likes rather than you know selling it to a chop shop Jesus Christ learn how to do crime you little bitches <laughs> but like yeah. He there's like kids and stuff around him and he signs it and he's like wiping away like I could tell four real proud old guy tears because he's like making people's lives I missed it up a little bit like he is a Mr. Rogersy guy he kind of has just the slightest slightest ever so slightest resemblance to your dad and that's kind of why I like him too a little bit just a tad just a tad my dad Um, in a few more years maybe yeah yeah, I, I'm not saying they look alike. There's just some like resemblance there. I don't know, like kind of. I just can't like put my finger on what exactly it is. Like, but. even if it turned out that he was the most evil man in the world, I feel that like the 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 optics of signing that thing and like hugging kids and crying was so genuine that like everybody like on the internet in the comments was like, I fucking teared up watching this. Like. There's not a lot of high-level politicians where that ever happens. You think if fucking Trump Jr. gets elected to some bullshit thing, like, anyone's gonna cry a little bit when he, like, signs the executive order to, like, make sure everyone who's a trans person goes on a registry? Some, They're like, oh, I'm proud to be an American! Seriously, no, and no. the weirdos in dresses are gonna get in trouble. Like, you just, no, they're you're gonna just gonna cry. go, good, good. They're <clears> gonna, <throat> but they're gonna have tears of good. <sighs> they're not gonna cry. They're not going to cry. I literally, I had a conversation with someone. Jesus. No, it'll be fake. It'll be, you know, when people like cry when, uh, you know, it's uh, Kim Jong-un's birthday, because if they don't, they're going to get a bayonet in their throat. Like, that's going to be the kind of tears. Like, you're going to be like, oh, God, because they're all like everyone like that. They're just lack of empathy. They're just like, they just don't want anyone else in their family or any of their paranoid delusions that they think are watching them to think that they're anything other than the kind of person that would cry when Jesus's will to say, you can't have drag shows is finally done while people starved to death good for you it, 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 those aren't real tears the real the real tears are like he's gonna help you know Tim Wallace is gonna help the children and but it's worth bringing all that up when it comes to the weed thing only because um, that kind of guy who's like oh I, I deal with kids and education and I come from that background and whatever you could imagine someone being like okay like 
I'm a pretty liberal guy or whatever, but he's just like, well, you know, marijuana, kids go to jail, it's a problem. Where I could see you still taking that line on it, and his opinion is like, just get it to my desk and I'll sign it. Like, he's literally come right out and was like, yo, yeah, I think it's for the greater good, which belies um, A, sort of an intelligence about the way things are going for his own political career, but also B, like, it's like, yeah, it's like all that does is just put young people in prison for no reason. Like, it, it, it's not really a good thing. It's not helping anybody. It's not getting any guns off the streets. It's not, like, feeding anyone who's hungry. Like, you know, keeping that illegal is not doing the things that if you're, like, a reasonable good person that sort of cares about what's going on. Like, even if it's fake, it's at least you're pandering the right way. <laughs> like, look, everyone's smart enough to know that going, like, you know, it's worse than starvation and guns, weed. He knows better than that. And I like that. I, it makes me glad that I voted for him and everything. And that, you know, we are now... It has to make it through the state Senate. I don't know, though. I Don't worry, though. It'll still take a good five, ten years to go through all the bureaucratic bullshit before you actually get it. <laughs> no, actually. It... it there... I was reading something while I was talking to people. Uh, my job has, like, a bit of a finger in this pie. And um, apparently, if it gets through the the actual Senate, like, okay, stores won't pop up by summer, but you will no longer be getting fucking pulled over because it smells like, like, you could just have weed, like, by so then 100% the 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, the bureaucratic stuff is like, okay, now there's permits. And and very true, yeah. because that that's like a wild and crazy process. And also written into the bill is very much a, like, expungement thing. Like, they're doing it the right way. Like, the taxes are going to be on it, are going to be super low on it for the one reason. They're like, well, the tax money is the sweetest plum. It's like, no, that's to fucking railroad the goddamn black market out of business, because they know that. But this is a very intelligently written thing, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad... That all it takes is, it's like a partisan politics, am I right? Like, yeah, okay, well, and as long as none of the red guys are in the way, this very smart piece of legislature will just completely go through. And I just can't anymore. Like, I'm like, yeah, this isn't, it's like, but you know, well, you know, but we had to do more research. What about people driving while they're high? It's like, it's federally legal in Canada, and it's been legal in Denver for well over a decade. Washington. Washington. Okay, when I lived you, there, you want legal. you want to look? Go fucking look. It, but it's just phony. It's just a dog and pony show for the prison industrial complex and fucking everything else. Right. Where it's like, you know, and people are like, well, let's hear him out. You know, it's just like, well, you know, should I cut my toe off? And it's like, well, the Democrats are like, uh, you you might bleed out. And it's like, but well, maybe just do it next to a hospital. I don't know. And then you know. Probably like, well, we, we, you know, maybe it'll do something good. It's like Charlie Day. It's like, break, or Charlie Kelly. Like, uh. Same person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the character more, but, but. It's like, oh. Um. I'm trying to make this, this make a little bit of sense, but like, their whole argument against weed is basically like when Charlie Kelly from Always Sunny in Philadelphia was like, yeah, but I, I shouldn't break into that wasp's nest. Because bees make honey and wasps don't. But maybe wasps make something delicious that we're not yet aware of. And whatever that is, I want some of that. <laughs> so, like, we're going to be like, oh, well, you know, but, yeah, you got to listen to everybody. The people that say do cut off your toe, the people that say don't. It's equal. It's even. It's both sides. It's just politics. Yeah. Idiots. So, but I was thinking about how, like, I wonder if there'll be, like, a cottage industry or something for the expungement thing. Because you have to think about, like, legal stuff is complicated as shit. Like, down to the nitty-gritty as far as, like, okay, you know, you're in jail for you got pulled over with weed and they found weed and they gave you a sentence for weed or whatever. But it's just like, well, you got pulled over with weed, but you also had, like, a stolen gun in your car that you modified to be fully automatic that they figured out you just used to shoot at someone else. Like, well, yeah, but... They were selling weed in my turf, and I had, you know, if, it, if this was legal in the first place, it never would have happened. Yeah, Even though it would have just take that shit, like just the reduced sentencing. It's gonna be like you're gonna have to find a way to go in there and just take the weed parts out, and yeah. that is just like, hey, kids, look, I know that like going to college is 
a confusing thing, mostly, I mean, mostly the cost, but then also the other thing that I don't think people are talking nearly enough about is like, you are, you know, gambling's bad. Playing the stock market is still sort of gambling and it's bad, but you know what's a nice safe investment? Your future by going to college. Really? In four years, it's anybody's guess which jobs are no longer going to exist. Entire fields. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, it, it, you know, and that's a whole other podcast about college and shit. But, like, what I can say right now is if you're going to, if you're sitting there wondering and you're listening to my podcast, which means you're already fucked. <laughs> but if you are wondering what might not be automated and what might be relevant, if you live in Minnesota, perhaps try to, like, get into, like, you know, lawyers a lot. Paralegal? Eh, it's a couple of years. You can do it. And a paralegal would be qualified enough to get paid pretty well to sit there and dig through records and look at the book, you know, like, okay, this guy, because it's going to be a giant thing where they're going to be desperate for people. And it's like, I'm willing to bet, too, if you're paralegal and then your trial by fire is figuring out all these expungement, like, law-like shit for, like, getting people out of jail who should probably still be in jail, blah, 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 all the red tape, all the paperwork, whatever. Well, now you're just, you know in good with the local state government or even doing work for them for a couple of years. Like, oh, all the expungements are all figured out. But it's like, oh, you're you're a paralegal and you did all this. And it's like, do you want a cushy job? Like, you know, that might be a path to something, a, a job that they could not possibly in the next 10 years probably take a lot more. But like, you know, AI and robots you know, probably couldn't take over very easily. It's just, it's a lot. And it takes a little bit of listening to your gut it's one of the reasons why, yes, like I'm a design director guy for a place, but my job is so complicated and weird that it's like, like, you know, today I was helping someone figure out the legality of getting like an electronic sign manufactured to put on the, in, a, in, a, in their, um, what am I trying to say? One of the franchises mm -hmm. of one of our stores. And uh, I was dealing with, like, the sign company and, and, and helping bridge the gap between the building's landlord, the guy that's renting that owns the franchise store, and the people manufacturing, trying to get the permits in order and stuff. And I'm like, that's how I know that despite the fact that I'm an artist, I fell ass backwards into this thing where, lucky for my employers, that I am not a 25-year-old U of M graduate that only knows how to use Photoshop or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I can also, like, I'm an old man and I can do business. I've never had as much of an opportunity to do that in my life as a weird art freelancer, but no, I can fucking hang. Like, I got a new roof and siding, and I only paid a couple grand for it by working with the insurance companies and things. I'm an adult. You can make it happen. And so I know thereby that I'm pretty good. I'm, you know, 90% artist, but there's also a little bit of that, like, business jerk, like, in my <laughs> blood where they're like, we'll gladly pay you more if you can take on some of this responsibility. And I'm like, I'll take your fucking money, and this is a breeze. But, um, th you know, that being the case... It's very unpredictable what will get taken over by AI and robots and whatever. And so people are like, oh, you're a design guy. Oh, well, they're making they're making pizza commercials out of AI like already. Like, yeah, and I sent you that thing. I'm pretty, yeah. yeah. And uh, the pizza great. spot or wherever the fuck it is. And it's terrifying. Is it as good as my Another One Bites the Crust video where I fucking made it seem like Queen did a Pizza Hut commercial in the 80s without using any AI? Debatable. But I think the people that will lose their positions the most quickly are just shitlords. Like, if all I did was put funny things on YouTube, yeah, maybe I'd be out of a job soon. But, you know, if you become, if you get, yeah, whatever, whatever the lowest level, you know, it's like a, what's the, what's the stratum with, like, nurses and stuff? There's RN, there's LPN nurse, is, LPN. Uh, so, uh, first thing is uh, CNP, which is Certified Nurse Practice. Practitioner. Yes. Or, oh, wait, no, that's, no. I practitioner was the lower. No, that's not okay, the lowest. Okay, okay, I'm okay. thinking of CNA. I'm sorry. That is a certified nursing assistant. Okay. And you don't, that doesn't require much schooling at all. Then it's LPN, uh, RN, then it's uh, nurse practitioner. Yeah. And then, so, then you can even go uh, get be a physician's assistant, which is similar to a nurse practitioner, but is slightly more specific. So, you know, I don't I don't know if this is going to work for most people, but whatever. Like, the CNA version of the legal profession could probably get you in to the sweeping, just people having to throw bodies at something, and it's the kind of thing that, like, 
as it stands right now, throwing it at robots, you still need people to deal with the robot. It's just not there yet. It'll get there. And it's wild. And it's weird. And one of the reasons I want to talk about this is um, uh, my wife and Meredith and I went to go see Renfield at the uh, Rosedale Theater, which I don't recommend the Rosedale Theater. I do recommend Renfield. Yeah, Rosedale Theater is kind of meh. It kind of sucks. Like, the Mall of America Theater with, like, booze and nicer seats and everything, even the Southdale AMC has a bar in it, and I think nicer seats. And I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I thought, like, malls and movie theaters were dying, and I've never just been more, like, crowded with fucking people. Very busy. Uh, then when we went to go see Renfield, and Renfield again, opposite of Cocaine Bear, 90 minutes of exactly what it was supposed to be. Yes. Like he's in yes. therapy, Nicolas Cage just <laughs> vamping the entire time as Dracula. Like you know, It's a pretty fun it's, movie, It's, it's, it's yeah. silly, violent, and the, yeah. go, the, the joke writing was actually very good. Like, every, all the timing, like, shut the fuck up, Kyle! Like, it yeah. had some stepbrothers level. Like, oh, this is like, f- who did this? This is fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, just my, I think my favorite Nicolas Cage as Dracula scene being when, you know, I won't give anything away, but it's like, it's obviously about like Renfield, you know, his assistant kind of falling in and out and dealing with the modern era, whatever. We already know all this. And. Uh, you know, he's kind of gets his own apartment and he tries to start distancing himself from Dracula, but then he like shows up <laughs> and it's just the Nicholas Cage at his absolute best when he's like all he dressed really up. He good. looks like Marilyn Manson right now, yeah. just in his <laughs> Dracula makeup. And he's just like, Oh, I, I, I was about to come see you. He's like, oh, mm, oh, you're, you're about to come see me. I'm, well, that's good. Like, it's just, it's so sarcastic and like it. Yeah, it's a great movie, but. Uh, also, we had to run to Snake Discovery to get frozen rats for our Nicaraguan boa constrictor Juniper. And she eats, like, full-grown pet rats that people would have. Basically, I mean, they're feeders, but it's almost depressing. But it's also amazing to watch this monster eat these things. In um, Snake Discovery, we like to support them. And uh, right by Snake Discovery is my... No, not one of. My favorite... Asian fusion restaurant that there is. It's in this... I was very impressed with uh, the quality of food. It's called Bamboo, spelled with a U, and they defy everything because they have a multi... kind of a multinational um, menu, and if you ever it's watch... Thai, Chinese, Japanese, and um, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. They have sushi, and just Chinese food, and just fucking whatever. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's all... Good. All guys, of it is great. You guys did Chinese. I did uh, pho, so I did Vietnamese. No, I just pick. Was, yeah, it I'm was like, actually Arr. very good. Very, very tasty broth. Yeah, their sushi's no joke. Like everything, and like, yeah. Normally, if you know, if you're a bit of a restaurateur, at the very least, have watched Gordon Ramsay on the telly. <laughs> uh, you know that a lot of the times when he goes in to fix a restaurant that's fucking up, their menu's too big. That's like a big thing. It's like, yeah, learn to do right. nine things and learn to exactly. do them better than anyone else. Don't have 50 fucking menu. things. And these guys completely defy that. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is just great. Like, I this would is, recommend, honestly, like, looking at the menu before you go. It's so a lot to choose. kind of an idea of what you want. Otherwise, you're going to be like, whoa. There's a little bit of option paralysis, but the beauty is you could basically throw a dart at the menu. None of it's going to be bad. That's you know if you're like well, I've oh I don't there once I got to try the their other types of cuisine but I mean it I mean I've tried a bunch of things I mean just like the the, the chicken the anything the meat is like really good like it's not old and fucked up like it's impressive what they do and it's in a strip mall with like one of the most like grungy goddamn dollar trees I've ever seen in my life and I've seen a lot <laughs> really and I thought that was pretty average Smokedale which is like Oh, I guess not out of business yet, but a bit of a competitor to the thing that I work for. And I've heard a lot of things about uh, the complaints from teenage girls against the owner of that. And, you know, the letters are like hanging off like a Simpsons episode about a monorail. And I'm sure there's, you know, every good reason to go in there. Um, but, yeah, Bamboo is amazing. B-A-M, it's a, instead of two O's, it's a U. If you're in Oakdale, Maplewood, Oakdale border. If you're going to Snake Discovery, a lot of people, you know, they're huge. Their internet reach is unbelievable. Uh, and you're doing any, you, you can go spend 10 bucks. You can go in their zoo and see all their like giant, like reticulated pythons and their alligator wrecks and then go like, Oh, let's go and get some Asian food. It'll be the best in your life. And then go to the hideaway and get a bunch of basically legal drugs that somehow are possible from there or a really cool glass piece, whatever. 
And uh, it's a nice little, like, it's a little far, not far away, but it's a little bit of a jaunt from where my house is. But it's worth the trip because you can go to a few different things there and it's fun. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring up Bamboo, not they're not paying me, they're not a sponsor. It would be great if they were. I love the uh, the head waiter guy who you saw. He's basically always there. I do believe he's at least one of the owners. He's, he's part the of the only family. White guy. No, not the only white guy. That guy's an employee. The Asian dude. The dude oh, that the, Asian, okay. the, the dude that looked a little like, but definitely sounded like Dr. Ken Jong, especially when he was yelling at the dude about the robot. Oh. And we'll get to the robot. He's like, hey, like imagine Dr. Ken screaming at some dude, bro, for threatening his restaurant robot, and you'll know what I got to see in real life a few days ago. But, yeah, here's the reason I bring up Bamboo as far as all the job stuff where I encourage you children watching this show while I smoke and drink to get a paralegal degree or whatever the fuck it is technically called. Um, or going into they, nursing or behavioral health. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, right. robots? No, get into law. But here's the thing. There was, a, there was a robot server there. They had, it was like being on fucking Jabba the Hutt's barge. Yeah, that was funny because you all knew that and you knew it was going to be my first time there. And you're like, oh, by the way. I forgot. A robot. <laughs> I had not seen the robot in person previously. I'd only like oh. we we had re- we had gone there a bunch, and then we're like, oh look, uh, this restaurant we love is is getting mentioned in this online article about how they have a server robot or whatever, and it's from this company called like Keenan or something. I looked them up. I was looking up the prices, what the, yes. like the robots cost, and I, because I want my boss to get robots involved in some of the things we're doing, and I'll get into that in a second, and I think it'll be a soft touch, but. Uh, yeah, it's like this white, you know, fancy robot. It has like a LED thing with like, it makes eye expressions and stuff. And it kind of has like trays built into the center of it. And it drives around it somehow like a Roomba or whatever has like, like mapped out. You know, it, it knows not to bump into people. It knows, you know, table two, table eight, blah, blah, blah. It knows all that. And it's basically when you're at a restaurant. And there's waiters that are taking your orders and stuff, but then sometimes there's runners that come out. Yep. It's essentially taking the place of that, of like of like the extra set of hands to move food around and stuff. And you know, it was cute, and it was you know, it comes singing is very quiet. It comes singing it's a little kind song. Of like a, it's like the ice cream truck, you know, when you hear it, and you're like, oh, there it is. Like, oh, here comes the robot. <laughs> and it was kind of busy when we were in there, uh, which is good. I hope I wish them every success, but. Well, they can um, afford a robot like that. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're doing all right. You get into any kind of business thing, it's like something that costs like maybe like fifteen grand is like you know, it's like oh the the thing that makes the fucking smoothies cost three times that. <laughs> it's like restaurant shit is crazy expensive. Plus, you know who knows? It, people do sell them used and whatever and like refurbed, and it's like maybe they got a deal. I don't know. Maybe they know a robot guy. But uh, and I would like to meet that guy. So next time we're there, we're going to talk about it when they're less busy. But the, the, so yeah, they have a robot going around, and I like looked it up online too, and it's like there's several models. That is one of the the higher level ones. There's like six of those particular server robots, and that was like four, I think. The very simple ones like didn't have the facial expressions and things and okay. whatever. But it's totally a thing. It's an industry. By the way, just take note. It's enough of a thing where there's multiple iterations of these, multiple companies selling them. This is a real thing that is happening right now. And that is what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is that like actually a couple of things with that. The first thing I want to talk about is the people's reactions to this thing in the place and how weirdly accurate Star Wars got it. We watched, there was a guy that like kind of like like yeah. puffed up his chest a little and was like, uh, like kind of like, fuck out of my way. And Dr. Ken is like, don't yell about robot. Like, and it he was, was, it was kidding uh, when he said it. But, you know, yeah, but it was, was that was based in something though. And my theory being that like sooner or later, I mean, for one, it's got to be just sour grapes because it's like when you're the kind of person, and I'm sure he is. Or at the very least, is close with his dad who posted this kind of stuff or whatever. It was just like when the, the original Taco Bell like screen ordering things were showing. I was like, you want 15 bucks an hour? Welcome to your fucking replacement. Oh, you I want 15 that. bucks an hour to work at Cub? Welcome to your fucking replacement. And it's the same people that are like, I, uh, why do I have to use a self-checkout thing? Because they're just a bunch of fucking bitches. And like, <laughs> you know, and I called it. 
before I ever witness people blowing up at the self-checkout and, and freaking out, they're like, well, this sucks. Because you're a bunch of hypocrites, you're uneducated, you're stupid, and there's nothing redeeming about your side. And like, you, you're yelling at these things, you're like, ha, 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 because you thought you'd go, ha, 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 and then everyone would have to shape up. You blow yeah. your gym teacher teacher whistle and threaten him with being grounded. You got toughen up. It's real world. And then you bitch and you bitch and you bitch and they didn't come back and now you have to talk to a robot and you hate it because you're stupid. Well, fuck you. Like that's where this went. <laughs> you tell him, John. I'm Get just. I, I. This is one of my favorite sour grapes long games that I've ever been involved with. I yeah. put a thing on. It was like 2009. It was on MySpace. I was like mocking. It's like, do you realize everyone? posting this meme about the like fucking touchscreen McDonald's ordering thing. It's like, oh, you think your job is safe? What are you, a brain surgeon? No. Fuck no. Not even ever. No one in your whole family. No. <laughs> Too much lead paint. You listen to Tucker Carlson and he got fired. You're an idiot. So like, yeah, you're not a brain surgeon, but that's being done by robots. Matter of fact, there's entire jobs. There used to be like switchboard operators that's a computer program. There used to be travel agents. Yeah. They got replaced by a website that's free. Like, it's not even a robot or expensive. It's like, what's Travelocity have to say? It's like, you just Google that shit. There's I, no machine. There's no, like, it's just like, oh, yeah. We are old enough to, to remember there being travel agencies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was I a think one total of my job. Best friend's mother worked at one. She yeah. was a travel agent, so. And... Right now, there's going to be some real anger because it's not even just going to be the lack of income or just whatever. And they hate science already. We learned that. But the fact that you talked so much shit and eventually self-driving trucks are going to take so many jobs away from you in this country. That employs so many people and we know who. And it's going to happen. It's where the anger comes from. It's like, okay, we laughed and we thought that if we just posted enough memes, everyone at Taco Bell would start being nicer to us instead of disappearing. And then now you have to use a touch screen and you have to have your grandkids help you set up your Gmail account. And it's like, and now you got to do it at Taco Bell. Your life is a fucking hellish nightmare. And now your kids are going to be asking you for money because they're 51 and they just lost their truck driving job to an automated thing that just goes on rails or roads or whatever oh like that. It's like you talk so much shit about minimum wage employees not understanding that anything involving in shipping or vehicular delivery or whatever is one of the more easily automated things. The waiter at the restaurant's harder to do. It has to get around the tables. It has to avoid kids sneezing all over the food. It has to come up and like be like, you know, hey, we Which, brought you your food. Like, by the way, was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So we're sitting at the table and this like kid comes up out of nowhere just to straight up come up and cough in John's face, like one of those nasty, really flummy wet coughs. Oh, yeah. And then just turns around and goes back to sit down, just directly in your face. It was like that combination of someone who is, like, wandering around <laughs> loose, which should never have happened, interested in me, but also is, like, no training from their just, like... I don't even know if they're interested in you. I think the kid just No, she came right up and looked at me. Like, it, it and was then like, this was, like, it was, like, a, like just... <laughs> no, it was, like, someone just, like, raised by someone who's, like, got, you know, like... You know, would have probably been more suited to live in a third world country, but they're here and they had a kid and there was no dude there, I noticed. And so, of course, that kid's just what it is. It just like walks up to me and just kind of like, oh, I want to gawk at you. <coughs> just like in my face. <laughs> and I told, and I, oh and my, my favorite thing was like, can you go fuck yourself? Like, I love talking to kids like they're people because it scares them and their parents, except for smart kids who are just like, someone's finally not baby talking at me. So it's like, it really like, helps arrange things. It's nice. It was truly comical, though, and your reaction of just like, thanks! <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what you said, but yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, could you not Bill do Murray. that? Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it like, imagine sad. Bill Murray just yelling at somebody, like, but, like, without breaking into a full-blown yell. Like, that's what I did. Yeah, it was pretty and calm. I was surprised at how cool you kept. If the I kid, like, well, Whoa. the thing that I figured out is that, like, I know germs can fly, but they were far, like, if they coughed on me close enough for me to reach their throat, we probably wouldn't have ended up being able to eat there. Like, I've 
back when I worked in the garage, I, I lifted up like relatively heavy, but still younger than me. There were teenage dudes that would work there by the throat like I was Darth Vader in fucking episode four. Like, that kid would have gotten like shoved and fallen down, and then they would have been like, Why'd you do that? And, like, they caught. It's like, well, fuck you. You're a chemical weapon at this point. Stand your ground. <laughs> kid was honestly like four, though. So it's like, I don't know how. Well, they'll never do it again after get... that. Like, that's the thing. If an adult <laughs> had done it, they would have gotten shot. But like the kid shoved. So, you know, count your blessings. You don't know where this goes. But yeah. I'm so glad I had my menu in my hand. I think I had it up. So like. It... Yeah, build up barricade against the bit. fucking just unsupervised <laughs> children, which is beautiful too. Because like a while ago, and I went and did Monday Night Comedy. Like I, I tried out my bit about how, like I never really cared about like all I wanted to do is what I love in life. I didn't really care about money until like you know I, I went I realized like my one outing I can afford is a su- an all you can eat sushi restaurant that uh, on either side of me they you know, they seat a family of five that has like three children and then a family of six that's only children and they're all coughing on me and i just want to be able to i want country club money now where it's like oh there's kids but they're in a suit and tie and they're staring at the fucking floor so, counting the minutes in silence until they can go home that stand up though that, started on this podcast cuz we were did. talking about about country clubs because it was maybe way back it might have been when we were calling the fucking uh, the freedom zone September 11th party house whatever the hell that that was that thing was real yeah that really (laughs) they answered the phone yeah and we do need to do more crank calls on here but my point is is sidetracked as we may have been so there's a robot in that restaurant and it was going around and there's two separate things I wanted to kind of bring up about that one was everyone's reactions and I was bringing up the people being angry about their truck driving jobs getting taken or whatever. The aggression that dude took out. You know that that's only going to get worse. As there are robots that are like a combination of like that thing and Siri that are like more and more and more adept at kind of being an intermediary. Like, you know, you go to a hotel lobby and you're dealing with a robot. Like, it, should, it might be a humanoid thing that shows you where you're going. And it's like, that's not a job that a person needs to be fucking doing anymore. There might be, like, one person that comes out of the back away from the other shit, the administrative shit they're doing when the robot can't. He's like, uh, I will need to ask my superior. But it's like, that's the thing. There's a manager, and instead of a few employees, there's a manager and a few robots. That's where this is really going. And um, there's going to be resentment, but there's also going to be wonder and then also banality. And that's in this restaurant, at the very beginning of this this this, this advent, the first time I've seen it, um, I saw someone get mad at the robot. I saw, like, us, we were cute with it. You know, we were just like, oh, thank you very much. Like, we, like, talked to the robots. It's fun. Because we're not jaded, bitter, broken people that are, like, hiding some sort of deep, dark secret or sexual preference that our family could never know about. And we're, like, going gray and having strokes, like, just in our tw- you know, early 20s. We like, just can't handle it. We're like, yeah, we're pretty, like, you know, we're fucked up, sure. But it's like, I think like a robot does like, oh, what does this mean for me? Is it more like, oh, there's a robot. That's fun. Hello. Thank you, robot. Like, you know, we're at least that jovial. My wife know. and you and I. It kind of made me a little nervous, but other than that, because I was like, oh, are we going to have to, like, take our food off there? Or how's this going to work? But I was only nervous about the robot not being able to avoid the kids sneezing on and on and the way was over. And that was my too. concern. I was like, also, like, this thing just kind of rolling around. What if people are like, oh, I think that's mine, and just, like, taking it in. Yeah, like, well, but then so of... you could be like, uh, I never got this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, but, whatever. But, like, yeah. the thing was is generally, like, we were like, but then I also, wa- like, I watched people get mad at it. I watched us be cute with it. A couple of people kind of be cute with it or interested in it. And then a lot a, of people and, taking and, pictures and, of and, it. And, yeah, people taking pictures, and then uh, several people just being, like, totally, like, uh-huh, like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And, like... That is why I brought up the whole Star Wars droids thing because you know the, the original, the the seventy seven one, the the yeah. really old one. They they run the gamut where people kind of were like, uh huh, you know. It's like Luke would kind of talk to him a little bit more like they were people. Han Solo like didn't give a fuck, and then they're like the bar, we don't serve their kind in here. Like, and it was like this full gamut of emotion, and I saw it at Bamboo. That's like, so that, interesting. They actually, everyone reacted exactly the way that was predicted in Star Wars before I was born, and I'm 42. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm about halfway done with this shit. And it was before <laughs> I was born. 
the they were like, oh, these are probably how people would react to droids. And it's like, we don't think much of it because they're like, yeah, it's the future. They're used to them. And Star Wars, to its credit, the original ones that very lived in, like aliens, that very like lived in blue collar version of sci-fi that actually makes it relatable yeah. rather than like this highfalutin kind of, like, oh, it's all the few. It's Star Trek. Star Trek's beautiful, but... You know, it's like every all our problems are solved, and you know, like yeah, yeah we'd love that, wouldn't we? But you know, the aliens and early Star Wars future feels a way more likely to me about like how things are acting. You know, like all they are in Alien is like space truckers looking truckers? for junk yep. and shit, like wearing like flannel shirts, and, like not like cool spacesuits with insignias. Like yeah, it's, it's very lived in, very accurate to our times, very the same thing extrapolated, and I. Had a, as an addendum real quick, I was telling my parents about this. I saw them the other day. And uh, because I saw Alexis's parents, they went to Portugal and uh, they were there for a couple of weeks. My father-in-law is getting his dual citizenship, which will extend to his daughter and her husband, which is me. So I'll be able to go to the EU with no passport and we'll see what business opportunities that provides. But uh, yeah, they were there and they took all these pictures and they were like, oh, all the pictures are on our phone. And they were, like, trying to connect it to the, the Roku or whatever it was so we could look at it on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a slideshow. This mm-hmm. is a f- the, 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 the carousel from Mad Men. Like, it goes back and forward. And I still and, have and, a slide projector. Like, my family. I think my folks has, do, too. Like, well, we should fuck with that. But, yeah, it's, I'll grab it for you. We're <laughs> certainly not using it. But it was, I was telling, you know, like, my dad about it. And I was like, yeah, it was a, sl- it was a vacation slideshow. We used but it to was do just those the all the time. Yeah, everybody did. And we were like, oh, that era's over. And the full circle of like, oh, you can connect your phone to your your smartphone to your TV or your whatever. Smart TV. And like, yeah. you're just doing, you know, like Rui sitting there's like, oh, the historical precedence. So that, you know, I don't care what king is buried in this fucking thing. We've been here for three hours. And it's the <laughs> same thing. Just a boring, long vacation. It's like, you know, you were there and it was fun. And we have to be just like, yeah, oh, go. oh look, there's, there's your mom upside down. Whoops. Uh-huh. Like... Uh, not like I remember seeing my grandparents do slideshows like when I in the 80s when I was a little kid so it's like in 40 years all it is is just evolved into a different format but the funny part is my dad was like yeah but the technology is better because the machines would jam up and da 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 and I was like oh no both Alexis and her younger brother Connor had to fucking help them get the phone connected to the thing and I was like oh yeah no it didn't work it was broken and we had like four people finally managed to figure it out like the goddamn carousel thing is jammed in the slideshow it's like nothing ever Changes, not really. It's all window dressing. Yeah. And that's, I think, the brilliance of some of those science fiction movies where when you bet on nothing ever changing except for just sort of the, the situation, you're like, okay, well, yeah, you're on an alien planet and yeah, there's robots and there's Jabba the Hutt and stuff, but it's like, oh, the business still goes the same. The Malfoy, like Spaceballs, like, fuck, doesn't anything in this ship work? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that feels so real in a, even in a comedic way because, like, yeah, nothing in this place fucking works. The internet's down half the time. We're like, oh yeah, Bob, I was gonna send you the, I was gonna send you the schematic for the 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 sign for the new Hideaway franchise, but the internet was broken. So it's like, but I, I use my phone to send it. Yeah, it just never changes. It's like if you make a far flung future science fiction thing based on the fact that everything, no problems have gotten solved. There's just new things, and they're all new broken. Things, new problems. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, you'll always feel like a goddamn Nostradamus wizard. Like, how did you know the future would be like this? It's like, because I knew it wouldn't change. <laughs> That's it. And, yeah, we got to see that poetry in motion. And, on you know, and you know that being very apropos of the thing I'm talking about, yeah, if you go like, oh, I'll bet some people will be mad at the robots, some people will be interested, some people will be like apathetic, like whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's just how people react to fucking everything. So this is very real. But it's different when you get to see it. And that's the other thing where I'm like, I felt, that's why this podcast is so about this, is like, I'm like, oh my God, this is my little time as, a, as, a, as, a, as an old person who will be even older. Mm-hmm. Uh this is my seeing like a neon sign for Coca-Cola in 1929 in the city when I live in like, you know, 
out in the rural areas. Like we have outhouses. I'm like, do you want to you, do you, do you want to ride into the city this weekend and look at the light up sign? Yeah. And it's yeah. like that was someone's real thing. And now it's like, oh, do you want to go to this? You know, it's a good restaurant. And everything's a little out of the way. But it's like, oh, they have a robot. You want to go look at the robot? Like whatever. <laughs> and it's like someday people are like, why did you drive? 25 minutes. Well, it was a good restaurant for one, but <laughs> why'd you drive 25 minutes to go like look at a robot? Like ro- they're everywhere now. Like it's it's like we don't even care. Like if I had, had kids right now, by the time they were 25, like you'd be like, yeah, who cares? Like mm-hmm. you know, and, and like so I'm like, oh my god, that's this is that this is where this comes from, and it's so interesting too because of the timing of the technological advancement. Versus the, you know, sort of social stratum that like, you know, yeah, the incorrect dumbass thing is like no one wants to work anymore. But really like COVID, like, well, you know, a million people died. A lot of people retired early and a lot, a lot, a lot of people. This is the part that gets left out or like, you know, couples would work and they're like childcare is almost what one of the parents' income is. And they're yeah, just it's like, just the entire you know what, income. fucking fuck it. Like, I'll like, let's just raise the kids. We've learned we can survive with less. We'll make it fucking work. One of us will stay home. Fine. And like, th- that equaled millions of people because unemployment is actually really low right now. Mm-hmm. And unemployment is based off of how many people are trying to get employed but then can't. So no one's trying. And it's because they're not there. Like, no one's, they're like, all right, those three situations equal, like, oh, yeah, no one's bothering. So people are like, are robots taking our job? And I'm like, honestly, they're just getting, they're, it's such perfect timing for the advent of this. Because it's like, yeah, no, no one's there. They're not taking anything from anybody. There's just, like, nobody here to help. And honestly, the other human employees and stuff, this might sound, if you don't analyze it well enough, like, you know, fucking boss man capitalist propaganda or whatever but no it's it's helping the humans that are there because they're overworked because there's like no one there so like having like an extra pair of hands that's automated it ain't hurting them none because it's filling a role that was always going to be empty and it's just making it a little less goddamn terrible yeah so the sushi chefs can actually stay sushi chefs and not have to run shit out yeah exactly yeah yeah and so like and you know it'll sneak up on us it really will. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know whether or not this makes it more likely that we'll get our shit in order to, to have a UBI when way, way bigger jobs go away. Or if it'll make it, like, more that our pants are down because we get a little too comfortable with it when it starts getting way out of control. Like, I don't know. Like, the people that are in charge of everything are too... Again, like, most of the decision makers in our country have their grandkids helping them set up their Gmail account. And they're just like, well... Hey, have you noticed that the TikTok algorithm, like, they don't put car thievery, they won't allow that in China, but that Chinese company will absolutely allow that to float right to the top here, even though they, like, ban videos if you talk about crime, except for those, just to, like, you know, it's like a modern espionage, whatever, like, then how do I know they're doing this? It's because it's what I would do. (laughs) Whatever. And you guys don't fucking understand this at all, because... In China, if there's a tech-savvy guy with a face tattoo and a purple mohawk, they'll hire him in a second because he knows what he's doing. And here it's like, well, I didn't have a good handshake. And then, like, well, let's have this fucking old idiot just be like, oh, I know about fucking algorithms. You know, luckily that's changing a little bit. A little. But it's, you know, the still. A little, but we're feeling. still there, obviously. Feeling the pinch from that. And, and, (laughs) you know, the luditism. And the fucking weird old school boys club dumb golf course shit that just still yeah. runs everything. Whereas like other places are like, do you know how to fucking undermine America? Yeah. Do you know how to code to do that? Uh-huh. You have job. Even though I have a thing that says fuck you tattooed on my forehead, it's like, you know who we say? We say fuck you to America. Like that's <laughs> like, they don't care. And so, yeah, our bullshit. Oh, Jesus wouldn't like it. Well, cool. Now robots are going to kill you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like this moon landing moment for me uh, at this restaurant. Where I was just like, oh, yeah, this is like where the tide weirdly turns. And like how actually, it <laughs> here's me. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping. But where my, my, my intellectual elitism, like, pays off. Because, like, you know, automating, it, it, I'm a versatile guy. If anything, it'll be like, could, 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 could we hire someone that can handle dealing with the robot? Because that's what's going to happen. 
is it's not going to even be like, you know, oh, are you a high level, high functioning tech person? It's like, uh, are you okay with AI generated things and dealing mm-hmm. with robots and stuff? And it's like, everyone that's cool with that is going to have a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Like even people who are perhaps more useful, but they're, they're bitterly going, well, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't. If you're saying that, you're gonna, it's going to say they shouldn't on your fucking tombstone. Like it's like, yeah, but they're gonna. So um, what are you going to fucking do about it? Like, for the sake of time, was there anything you wanted to bring up about your job in robot? Or well, in a slight way, A, like I feel like welcoming our robot overlords will make sure that I always am, well, perhaps better employed than I am now. Like in, the thing is, is like the minute there's something, and this advice goes to anybody, if there's something and it's new and you're like, Deep down, let's say you hide it because you don't want people to judge you. But deep down, you're like, this is interesting and kind of fun. But then the, the general consensus is, like, I don't like this new thing. Just think of it like this. It's a horseless carriage. It's a color TV. Oh, you can fight it. And maybe it shouldn't happen. Maybe AI shouldn't be making art that other people could be drawing or whatever. It's like, but I, the genie does not go back in the bottle. Yeah. And you're fucked. So it's like if you're someone like me who's like excited about this, and it's like I'm not even qualified. But it's like, do you like robots? Fuck yeah, I do. It's like that first Futurama where Fry meets Bender when he goes yeah. in the future, and he's just like, "Will you be my friend?" And Bender's like, "You really want to be friends with a robot?" And Fry's like, "Since I've been nine years old, <laughs> and I mean, that's me, and that's you, possibly." You know, it's like if, if you're not I'm terrified, neutral. I'm like, we're just. I'm just gonna go with the flow. Right. Then the, and the flow always moves forward. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, is like if you're like if you have some sort of weird moral quandary with progress, like maybe you're even right. But here's the real true nature of how the things work. You will get ground into a fine paste by the gears of progress. Like, they shouldn't have fun being broke. Like, it's just not, like, I get it. You're probably even right. And does this make me evil? Eh, makes me human. Are humans awful? They sure are. But, like, I just would rather be someone who's connected to where things are going because I do know that, for better or for worse, progress ultimately is good. There's a lot of casualties there's a lot of horrible shit but i don't know like i use ai in things as an artist because i refuse to get fucking left behind like i can't look up to people like trent reznor and then kick and fight against new advances and the mm-hmm. he was like oh you know these things that, that generate it's like you know him and richard d james are gonna do the best things they ever did because he could just type weird shit into an algorithm and then run whatever it spits out musically into a distortion pedal and then sing a pretty song over it and i'm gonna buy it like it's like yeah, be that guy be those guys don't be the guy that no one knows their name who are just like you know he really took a stand against everything and then he died penniless that's cool and maybe he was right Nikola tesla yeah, in the grave. <laughs> no, he tried. He actually got stymied by capitalism hardcore. I know. He tried, and, and then he died like, alone with a pigeon. And that's well, how did. it goes. Well, he was trying to give away the most valuable commodity on earth for free, and yeah, that's not gonna fly. If you want to die alone with a pigeon, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> um, and I, unfortunately, with him, like. It's not even that he necessarily stuck to his guns. It was just that, like, he's not a businessman. He's too much of a genius. And it's like mm-hmm. the businessmen at the time just did, they, like, stole from him what they were going to steal from him. And then everyone else told him no. Yeah. And that's just what happens there. But I don't think he was, like, fighting against anything as much as he was like, I stared at the sun and I found a way to make electricity wireless. And they're just like, okay, well, we can't do that, but we'll take this part of it. And then you can eat pigeon shit, fucker. <laughs> like that, so. you know, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the quick thing before we get into Dear Asshole, which yeah. we will. Let's get your final thoughts. Um, so, like, work-related, I really, you know, again, this all comes full circle. Like, weed is very much probably about to become, like, legally recreational here in the Minnesota. And, um, you know, the company I work for will have at least a few, if not several, very high-end. There's backing, you know. Uh, Apple store looking dispensaries and it'll be cool. And what I really want to do, and my boss is a fun guy. He's a, he's a Virgo like me. And, uh-huh. and, um, I think 
that I can convince him to put one robot in every dispensary. And I want this to happen so badly. And I think it's actually a good idea. It's not just like a fun, funny thing that for me. That would be a wonderful gimmick that would get people in the door. That's like number one gimmick because eventually they're going to be everywhere but they're not quite yet. No, so it's like look, these really big, nice, white, glowing dispensary things have a robot that brings around free samples of five milligram gummies and whatever. But then also he's like big on security and stuff. So it's like, oh, it could have like facial recognition. And it's just like, oh, you've been in here before. It's like, keep an eye on this guy. And it kind of <laughs> goes around and it's a little bit of a security measure, a little bit of a thing as an extra pair of hands to make sure everyone, you know, people I think you've already sold this don't get lazy and be like, I don't feel like giving away a sample to everybody. It's like the robot would be like, please have a sample and a brochure. And it'll just do that automatically. And it's a giant, right now is the time. It's a novelty. And it's like, you know, it's a pretty big business. So it's just like things like a $6,000 robot, like a simple one is not crazy. Even 16, even 20 with all the, per with how much money it's going to make and all the permits and everything else. Like that's just like a little fucking handwritten note well, on the side of the ledger. Really and I want it to happen so bad because I want to be the guy that's in charge of the media shit for a chain of dispensaries full of robots. Yes. And there's one that's, on the higher end, but I, I hope he buys it if he if he goes along with this. It looks like Rosie the robot a little bit in the face, yeah, uh, from the Jetsons uh, cartoon. If uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure anyone who's listening is old enough to remember. <laughs> very much, yeah. It's very much feels like <laughs> like that. Just the futuristic bent. The like every fucking dickhead's gonna have a dispensary. Or as my boss literally says, every fucking douchebag. Because yeah. they're making it so that, like, um, you know, it's good, but it's, like, outside companies aren't going to be able to come in here. It's very regular. They're going to make it easy to get a thing compared to a lot of other places. But then it's going to be, like, yeah, but then you can only have, like, one per city. So, no, they're tr they're doing Which a lot of antitrust, anti-monopoly shit. It's very smart because in Washington, <clears throat> uh, it's very <clears throat> oversaturated with dispensaries yes. and recreational shops, like... There's literally like one across the street from each other, so it's like a oversaturated market, and well, and what so I was, some don't do as well. Uh, then you have to like price. Well, your the other shit thing I was saying as, as, a, as a friend, saying with a friend at work, is that like everything should work like this. We just missed our chance. Like the whole trickle down mm -hmm. economics lie. Like <laughs> the thing is, is that like the money? Oh, it gets made and it just goes away. It just goes to Amazon headquarters. It's not like a person owns a local business and they make a bunch of money and then they spend it in the local area and everybody benefits. It's like one of the big problems with it. It's like, we, there's so much money in this country, but it all goes away. Mm -hmm. It all goes away and it trickles down in the form of Walmart minimum wage. Like it doesn't come back. Not really, not at all. And it would be fucking dope. And I was talking to uh, Chris Exhale about how there is like a city somewhere in Northern Minnesota where there's like a complete like, it's a big touristy spot. I forget what it is, but there's rules about it. There's like no Walmarts there. There's no anything like everything. You have to live there to own any kind of business. It's like, That's and cool. everything in there apparently is awesome. Huh. Like, it's just like, oh, it's so nice here. Cause it's like the people that you see are the people that you pay them. And then they live there and then they spend the money there. And so everything's all built up and nice and all the municipal, like the, the city, you know, like the streets are nicer, like just everything. Like it's fucking crazy how it is when you're not just this like fucking tumor getting like the, the goo extracted out of it by a giant dune centipede that just goes somewhere else. And it's like, oh, this place is like a rotten shithole. Like, well, well, yeah, it's like people work, people build things. They go to work every day, 40, 50 hours, 70 hours a week, whatever the <laughs> fuck. They do shit all the time, and they generate all this stuff, and it just goes away. <laughs> it just goes to, like, some three rich guys somewhere else. And it's like, oh, well, you're saying that's bad, you fucking commie? Yeah, you idiot. Like, it's antithetical to the way everything in history has worked forever, right up until things started to suck. Like, of course it is. It's like, oh, the Roman emperor gets everything. It's like, but we live in Greece. It's like, he gets all the money. Wars have been fought over this, you know? And it's like, okay, well, we can't have it with everything, but at the very least, the fucking marijuana industry will run the way where you have to be here. You have to blah, 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 blah. But I do like working for a company that has tons of money and is already deeply invested in it. So out of, out of this very good, pure, wonderful thing, we will be the evil, tyrannical thing that everyone complains about. And I love that. So, <laughs> there's going to be robots. 
Um, we did the competitive asshole. So we're going to read a page on a dear asshole. I'm not going to explain it. Oh, the hotel maid. That was so bad. That was real. That was one of the worst ones. Is this two pages? No, it's just... Oh, it feels so much... There you go. Pull it over. Oh, here we go. Here's a nice banal, dumb, boring complaint that really says, I have nothing going on in my life. I have no robot selling me weed. I'm a boring piece of shit. Here we go, then. Dear asshole with the holiday decorations up all year. Oh, God, that would so be me. I just always wanted to own a house where I would just have, like, flamingos and Yeah, you want Pee-wee's Big Adventures house. That's what you want. all that shit just, like, fucking up my yard and then fucking up the resale value of your house because I don't care. I want all that garbage in my in my yard. By the way, uh, uh... So, I'm that asshole. Speaking of fucking up the retail value, was funny. I was joking about something, and one of the younger glass blowers where I work said that he actually has sat in an inflatable kiddie pool in his underwear, eating like a hot dog and drinking Good beer in his front him. yard, and got everybody yelled at. Got got complained about like Homer Simpson. And he was like, "Go to hell!" And I was like, you know "Fucking what? that shit gets complained about, but the, I, like, the idiots that just have like fifty thousand like dead cars in their like lot don't get yelled at, like." Yeah, there's there's so many things. Ugh, anyway, but you know, sh- shout out to Ty. He w- went to high school with my wife. They're the same age, and he likes to drink beer and eat hot dogs in the kiddie pool in his underwear. And someday I'd like to join him. Yeah, dear asshole with the holiday decorations up all year. It's the twelve days of Christmas, not the twelve months of Christmas. Ooh. Oh God! So right away too, they say holiday, but they mean Christmas. It's like maybe you keep your Thanksgiving decorations up all year, and do you dare complain about the people with the Halloween decorations up all year? Do you want to end up being one of those decorations next year? Yeah, keep your fucking <laughs> mouth shut. <laughs> nice. Gomez Adams gonna fucking build you into a fucking brick wall. All right, so <laughs> so get that obnoxious blinking Santa off your roof. It's spring. Your wreath died weeks ago, and your manger's been taken over by a family of raccoons. That's kind of funny. I like that. But I also like the raccoons living in the manger. Yeah. I'm just not, now I'm never moving it. No. That's... And I'm going to leave black puddles of jack-o'-lanterns surrounded by flies <laughs> until yeah. the 4th of fucking July because of your bitch ass. All right. One can only hope, Basie G... <laughs> Actually, this is the funniest line I've read in this book so far. Nice. One can only hope, baby Jesus had his rabies shots. Wow. I like that. Good job. And I'm not saying it's the funniest thing in the world. I'm saying it's the funniest thing in this rotten book. Yeah, if you've been following along with us. Because their jokes just know. aren't jokes. Like, this is a tax write-off. This is horrible. <laughs> uh, and while you're at it, take down those glittery ornaments and faux icicle lights. Okay, I love those. Do we have to switch them out for tiki lights just because of the year? They serve the same purpose. No shit. You know those like long, and I want to do this in the backyard, by the way, but those long, the ball lights that kind of string the cool party loft lights, you know? I love. I want that. Lights. Anything lights. Like my whole room is like LED. different. Yeah. Like I don't want it all dark over here. Like I want to see who's fucking spray painting my car at night. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This time of year, the only things that should be boldly sparkling in the night are groups of fabulous gay men on their way to the club. Well, all right. No, they <laughs> also should be. There should be Christmas lights, blinking Santa, and gay club, all the holy trinity <laughs> of Christmas time and summer. No, yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Leave your pink flamingos. Those gay men would love the pink flamingos lighting up all year long. They'd be like, well, isn't that, you know, it would be great. I want to see Hawaiian shirts, pink flamingos, Christmas lights in fucking July, goddamn strings of tiki lights over your your backyard bar you've made. Yeah, pinwheels. uh, Gnomes. Yeah, gnomes, gnomes that light up. Mushrooms. Mushrooms, those solar-powered things along your sidewalk. Yeah. Solar panels, laser beams, like... I don't know, like... The thing where the cardboard cutout of the old lady bent over working in the garden where Bloomer's underwear is sticking out. (laughs) All of it. That's been my dream. And, you know, we've talked about this... In the little library where people can go... Way back when we were, like, young, we talk about... We were living in the Burnsville house. Yeah. We talked about, like, how much just junk. Like, every holiday, all year round, just in the yard. Yeah, I want a yard full of crap. I'm gonna, if 
fucking pave over the yard with concrete and spray paint it green just so <laughs> I, I could have to. more surface area for other things and the neighborhood kids could play basketball. Like, this... Out of all of the racist and classist and terrible things that have been fucking ham-fistedly sort of made into pointless, non-funny comedy in this book, I say that this offends me the most. (laughs) 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 It's just... How dare they? Well, how dare they? And how dare they? How dare they bring up fabulous gay men on their way to the club and then make fun of having like tacky, gaudy lawn ornaments? Like, read the room, book. (laughs) Thanks Uh. much. P.S. There's a rose bush growing out of Frosty's ass. I don't. Are roses weeds? No. It's hard to keep those. Al- Look, if you can keep a rose bush alive, rose bushes are while it's really up here, Frosty the Snowman's butthole. Like, you deserve a prize, and you, you just where is the magic and wonder gone in this, true, out of this world? You know, like I know, uh, like I've, I've literally this week I've read a book complaining about. About icicle lights and and wonderful Christmas <laughs> decorations going going up during the summertime. A guy yelling at a robot because he knows that it's going to like pull the like plug on the revenue stream of all of the saddest, worst, most anti-progressive people in the entire country. Like, <clears throat> just for once, for once. I would love to read something that is just just a, a, a jubilant celebration of all things robotic, pink flamingo. Yeah, I want John Waters yeah. to to make one last movie. He's an older gentleman. It is just it's just it just has as as gay robots with Christmas decorations up all year fighting the patriarchy. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's full of just Full frontal nudity, penetration, diarrhea, horrible violence. And for the love of God, let's get Nicolas Cage in on this one. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.